Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Hello. You are listening to Well Creative, the podcast that puts wellness into creatives. Every episode, we talk to you, our listeners, and to a special guest as we delve into an industry and lifestyle that truly needs some wellness sprinkled onto it. Hello, wonderful creative listeners, and welcome to another episode of Well Creative. And today, a very special episode as I talk to fellow podcast hosts and all around general amazing human beings, Scarlett Maltman and Kathy Reed, actresses, creatives, and founders of, if you haven't heard of it, where the hell have you been? <laughs> Mental health platform and now charity industry minds. Woo-hoo, Hi hello. girls. Hello. Oh, so chuffed to have you here. So delighted to be here. Hello. We're just both saying it's really strange being the other side of it. Yeah. This is our first podcast yeah. out on the other side. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like two minutes since we were doing a little right? episode together oh, and having a chat. That's crazy, isn't it? And congratulations on this. Thank you. How are you finding it, the podcast world? Yeah, you know what? It's It's been really mad to try and get it together. And yeah. especially when you don't know anything about the podcast world. Yeah. I mean, I messaged you the other day going, how do I get this onto like Apple podcasts yeah. and whatever? Yeah. Like you just yeah. kind of look into it online and it just seems like, a crazy world like DSS codes or whatever it's called or like RSS codes or something oh she's got it (laughs) you're more experienced than me um yeah so it's been really interesting it's it is a lot and I mean this this episode is actually working title the mental and physical well-being of those looking after others mental and physical (laughs) well-being and I think that putting this together has partly yes been to feed my creative soul but also to help other people with things that come up all the time when I'm teaching or as a performer and actually sometimes I can forget about myself yeah Mm -hmm. um and the time that you put into these things I mean it's a lot and you girls I, I was thinking about this the other day industry minds has just kind of taken off in such a wonderful way that you know you guys almost have to manage yourselves and your schedules Oh, to look absolutely. after yourself. Me, me and Kathy are looking at each other like it's side like, eyes. Yeah. yeah, they did. It was funny. Uh, I'm sure we'll go on to that later. But yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same with anything. When you put your heart and soul into something, yeah. you find that passion and you do just hit that pedal at 100 mm. miles per hour. Yeah. And then you take a breather, take a step back yeah. and go, actually, mm-hmm. let's focus on our own mental health for a little bit. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I think that what I would love to talk about is you two individually um as creatives because when I first spoke to you about this I remember you saying Scarlett you were like it'd just be nice to talk about like my mental health as well like yeah yeah yeah. so I mean what kind of things would you like to sort of share with our listeners as people that run the podcast as performers yourselves Mm. as creative people yeah well um I think for for me you know this um industry minds was a little spark in my brain um it came out of a very lonely place and from 
you know, not a healthy mental health state. Mm. Um, so that was kind of after my time at drama school that it, it kind of developed um, because I was completely alone, you know, was really struggling with my mental health. But um, up until that point, you know, um, I speak quite openly about it. I, um, I struggled from an eating disorder and I was in the dance industry from a really, really young age. Um, I went to Dance School of Scotland um, on the two-year, oh, yeah, two-year musical theatre course, and there's also a straight ballet course there, straight dance course. Mm. So I was, you know, going through puberty. My body was changing. I'm small. I've always had kind of big boobs, and I was always comparing myself to these gorgeous, you know, what we view stereotypical yeah. dance body types, and kind of, you know that that really did kind of affect me I starved myself that obviously affected me mentally and then going on to drama school my first year as well and so that was that that is my main kind of mental health journey from from that side of things and and dealing with that and and then when I did graduate and I was really lucky I went straight into a job when I literally the day after graduation and then when that job finished I was completely alone completely isolated kind of all my friends had went through the oh well this this is fucking shit isn't it it's almost yeah it's almost like it's better not to get that first job because you kind of want that first job and Mm -hmm. you create you think oh my gosh I'm such a failure if I don't get that job straight out of drama school but actually then you kind of have delayed the yeah the inevitable yeah Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you know, it it was the the literally the next day, and I think most people have the next day to just go, okay, yeah. that was the three years, okay, this is the real life, and they have time to process it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't, and then when the show finished and the curtains closed, as it were, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in a one bedroom flat, paying six hundred and fifty pounds a month for a bedroom with two other actors, um, working in a pub. That's not what I trained to do. Um, and you know I was in a really really low state just doing that you know I was on what eight pounds fifty an hour or something in the pub trying to Mm. get by on tips to pay my rent to go to class and you know when you when you don't have the funds to even creatively have that escape to go do what you love it's so so difficult but you know reflecting back now you know, I'm, I'm grateful for my low times because yeah. had I not went through that state, I wouldn't have met Kathy. I met Kathy. I was just about to ask the, that. Yeah. How did oh, you meet? It's a cute story. It is a cute story. Can I tell it? You can tell it, girl. Yes. Go. So, so um, it's a great story. Uh, so I worked at a place called Barcore in Chiswick. I've and, heard of that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good place. They've got some branches across London. You'd love and, it. Yeah, really? actually, you'd love really it. like yeah. it. Yeah. I obviously don't work there anymore. Yeah, oh, I'll check it out. And... Well, it was 6.30 a.m. shifts and one morning in like February 2017, it was so early, it was so dark. I'd woken up a little bit late and I hadn't had any breakfast and I was so hungry. And I was sitting on the front desk and I just put a tweet out, which is a bit of a weird thing to do. And I was just like, so hungry, <laughs> sitting in Barcore, if anyone wants to bring me food or coffee, we'll love you forever kind of thing. And then I finished my shift at like 2.30 and I went home and I had seen that someone had replied to my tweet and I went and looked and it was Scarlett being like, oh, I can bring you a coffee if you want. And I was like, oh, I'm not there anymore, hun, but thanks anyway. And then she messaged me on Facebook because we'd become friends on Facebook through a mutual friend. And I remember meeting you at a show and being like, are yeah. you Scarlett? Are you Kathy? And that is so weird now because we're like best mates. But that was like a few months before that. And then um, she messaged me being like, oh, is your work looking for any people? And I was like, my manager's literally just left. Please apply, we need someone. And then that's how it started. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And then I trained her for like 
Yeah, Scarlett, you're absolute cutie. Yeah. But th- but, I'll bring know, you a coffee. But I think that's such that's a really kind of nice example of how incredible and positive social media can be. I know mm. there's such dark times yeah. in social media, and I've suffered through that horrendously. But you know, you know, connecting, yeah. and that's what it's there for. Yeah. And out of that, and out of my dark times, I got a lovely job that was in the fitness industry around positive people, yeah. um, who were coming in the door every day. You know, choosing to do something and putting mm-hmm. their bodies through something. You know, physical mm-hmm. health, and that inspired me. I was going to classes on shift. I wasn't allowed to do that, but I'd done it anyway. <laughs> did you do that? Oh yeah, all the time, all oh, the time. I never did. Yeah, that. I just locked the door. Oh. Don't tell anyone. I don't it's work there. Don't time. work there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, and it, it really did, you know, it really uplifted me working in that job. And, you know, I was like, Kathy, you're great. You're not going out of my life. And then, you know, I, I didn't book any other acting work for a good long while. Struggled, unfortunately, went through those similar kind of phases again. But rather than, you know, letting it sink and letting it surround myself, I thought, well, got this idea. I'll go to my friend, Kathy, who... Um, was the only person that spoke about mental health at that time to me and we both kind of helped mm. each other and from there you know we we created a really positive thing together mm-hmm. so so as a whole it's you know it's really made me appreciate my down times and know that and made me realize that everything does happen for a reason mm-hmm. there, there's always there's there's always a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. type thing and, and and yeah and it's just trust trust your your journey and that's kind of been my little nutshell of yeah. mental health and reflecting back and appreciating it. And it it's hard at the time it really is hard at the time mm-hmm. but I think you know it's it's good to especially have, have a friend that you can talk to or someone that you can talk to and as creatives it the thing is it kind of never ends because you just get better at dealing with it because mm-hmm. you know I've recently come out of school of rock after two years and I love the job that I do on the side I love PT I love teaching yoga mm. and I've just got a new job at gym boxes there master trainer for holistic which is kind holistic. of means that I like Amazing. do the auditions and like bring new instructors in and that's such a creative thing for me as yeah. well but I'm really struggling again n- thinking am I ever going to get another performance job yeah. and will that ever come around but it's almost like it's fine because I went eight years without one and and I got there and now I'm a different person and I know the things that make me feel better Mm -hmm. and and also if I do feel a bit crap then I'm gonna feel a bit crap and let myself feel it you know um but I feel like we haven't really talked to you yet Kathy about that question and what was the question well it was about (laughs) your it was about your own sort of mental and physical well-being and Okay, cool. Like just in just in general, yeah. Yeah. So like before you started Industry Minds and yeah, yeah. Okay, so like the first time I was kind of aware of mental health was when I was about seventeen, and I went on a uh, Roaccutane for my skin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which can have quite adverse side effects. Yeah, um, and for me, it was. I mean, it really cleared up my skin. But for me, it was like really dry lips, like really dry skin. But also, it really got me down quite a lot. And um, it was during my higher prelims, which um, for those in England are AS levels. Yeah, they're AS levels, um, <laughs> but hires, uh, you can get into university on your hires. You don't have to like convert them into anything else. You can go on and do something else, but hires are kind of like the benchmark for, um, for Scottish students. Ah. So they were quite important. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't actually do that well in them, ironically. But um, 
did better after, which was cool. But yeah, so I wasn't, I didn't feel too great doing that because I went on that uh, in the winter months and I always feel a bit more down in the winter months. I just yeah. noticed that. Um, I don't know whether that is a, like a psychological thing, like a placebo no, being apparently dark, not. but that apparently whole like not. SAD thing, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was kind of like, all right. And then um, when I was in my first year at PPA, my dad died and he had been ill for 12 years, but I'd kind of just like taken it for granted, if I'm being honest, because he'd always been there, even though he was ill. And it's now only being an adult that I appreciate how unwell he was from when I was six to when I was 18. Um, and so I kind of was dealing with that. And then it kind of didn't manifest itself until about eight months after. And I remember sitting in, I can talk about this now because it's several years uh, ahead, but I remember sitting in a class at PPA and someone, I can't remember who it was, being like, right, we need to talk. There's a really weird energy in the room. And um, I think it was a teacher, actually. And then this one of, one of the guys in the class just laid into me and this other girl and was like, you guys, uh, you guys talk about people behind your back. You're so, you don't talk to anyone anymore. You just sit in the corner. I was dealing with undiagnosed depression and I was horrifically unwell. Like my mom had seen me at Christmas before and I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter if I don't go into drama school, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. And I was on a foundation course and all I wanted was to go to drama school. And my mom was like, oh my God, what has happened to this girl? And I was like, I think I might just come home anyway. And she was like, this is awful. So I was sitting with undiagnosed depression, which obviously people in 2013 and 2012, 2013 didn't see the signs of and didn't understand. And I don't blame any of them for that, but it made my going on medication and my recovery that much harder because I went on citalopram and I was, I got, I felt like I'd been hit by a train when I went on it. Some people are fine. I felt awful and um, it did work eventually, but like actually being on it and trying to recover when people still thought you were being a bitch, but yeah. you were just depressed, yep, yep, yep. was so difficult. And so I stayed on that for like a couple of years into my second year of arts ed. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess I had the whole like, it's difficult at drama school, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Oh my God, it's so <laughs> difficult. <laughs> it's hard. And I don't, I don't think I really recognized until after I left, maybe how hard I found it, especially third year. But I did feel that there was more support there there were some teachers that I could chat to that I, I felt were good and then because uh, it's really weird talking about yourself isn't it <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, first year at drama school second year at drama school okay then kind of when it got to about this time last year I just started feeling like really down again like I was getting really anxious like I started feeling really depressed again which was ironic because we just started industry minds yeah and my mum was like okay you need to go see a therapist and I was really lucky that my mum paid for it I know that a lot of other people don't have that luxury. Um, and I did that until about August this okay. year. It's yeah. now November. Yeah. And then I've had a little bit of a change out of the industry at the yeah. moment. So, yeah. And we're going to touch on therapy yes. quite a lot towards the end. So that's Big advocate for therapy. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Me um, three. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. And it's, right. it's really... It's really weird sharing it. I feel a bit, oh, after yeah, saying no, it. But but like, I, I really appreciate that you feel like you can talk to me I just about that, that stuff. Yeah, and and to the listeners, because like, it's not just me, is it? No, but I just feel that, I feel that things, if it had been, if like that situation that happened when I was on my foundation course had happened maybe like a year ago, two years ago, I probably wouldn't have mentioned it. But I think that stuff has moved on so far yeah. now that I wouldn't have recognised that in someone else and they didn't recognise it. I didn't know myself. Like, mm -hmm last October I knew I was getting depressed again like straight away as did my boyfriend as did my mum 
And um, whereas when I was first getting depressed, I didn't realize the signs, I didn't understand. Yeah. And nor did the people that I was training with. And you can't blame any of them for that. No, not you know at I mean? all. And it comes with age and it comes with experience. Yeah. And you get to know yourself. And I mean, in, an, in another episode, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking about when I went from the first year of School of Rock into the second one, I really struggled um, with the change of people, the change mm. of atmosphere. And I remember, I look back now and think, God, I was horrible. I, I'm a, Well, I don't think I was horrible, but yeah. people must have thought, what is wrong with her? Yeah. Because I was keeping myself to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was staying with what was familiar with the people that had been there yeah. before. Yeah. And I was, what I basically did was threw myself into other work. Mm-hmm. I threw myself into trying uh, trying to write my yoga for creatives book which maybe will happen in the next 50 years it's gonna happen <laughs> it's one of those put things put it out though. there into the universe yeah I'm putting it out there I will write it um but you know I started throwing myself into that writing blogs and all these things and and it was a distraction it was trying to distract from I was feeling quite hurt at the time I was dealing with a lot of emotions and mm. and I I did I remember talking to the girls in the dressing room later on and saying guys I'm really sorry if if I came across in that that way or yeah. that negative way and and also they were like oh, we're, we're really sorry that you were going through that. And, yeah. you know, it's just, um, I think also as you get older and you learn to understand yourself, it's kind of being humble as well and going, I wasn't very nice then and yeah. or I wasn't feeling this or yeah. just being honest, I guess. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. And I think as creatives, especially actors, we have to deal with change so much, mm-hmm. so, so much. And it's, it is like the first day of school when you start a new job. You know, am I going to get on with the people are they gonna like me am I gonna do a good job and and it's it's constant in this industry we're technically starting the first day of school Mm -hmm. and you know if you're in recurring work every all the time all the time like literally every people that go from job to job I mean you know you think obviously right now I don't get holiday pay because I'm (laughs) self-employed and and uh, as in I am an in fitness instructor yoga teacher PT so I'm not employed by anyone whereas in a contract you get four weeks holiday and yeah. you think oh that, when I first joined I was like four weeks holiday Woo! Yeah. But, but then you realize that that is nothing it's not it's like not. not for when you're working six days a week yes. extra shows and whatever and then you kind of think about the people that go from job to job to job and I think my gosh I mm-hmm. I'm actually so grateful for this time as much yeah, as yeah absolutely. I want my next job but you do need that I mean me and my partner went off to Cambodia and Vietnam for three oh, weeks it looks yeah. so good I'm so <laughs> gel thank you I want to do that um, the next thing I want to ask you um, so the first episode of this series was with Dan Buckley and obviously him and Scott Page they have Buckley and Page yeah. uh, the YouTube channel and I was talking to him about the relationship that he has with Scott and if he feels stronger because of that pair and obviously they talk about quite openly about taboo topics and Mm -hmm. also things that maybe don't get talked about that much in the industry and that was why he came on if you haven't listened to it guys go and check it out it's a really good episode and I just said to him, I said, do you think you'd be able to talk the way you talk and do what you do without Scott? And he said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you two, like how you have impacted on each other physically and mentally. And, mm-hmm. and would you yeah. would you kind of be the people you are if you hadn't? I mean, industry minds wouldn't be a thing, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Without, you know, like I said earlier, had I not met Kathy 
there's no way I would have done industry minds by myself I needed Kathy to be like we we can do this and that you were my you were my anchor you were my encourager and it was something that we'd done together but in terms of you know running a whole platform not just a podcast running a counseling service running social media and helping people when they're reaching out you know that that's a that's a team effort and especially I'm very grateful and lucky to have Kathy as my best friend as well so Mm. we can chat if I'm having a bad mental health day or I'm not feeling okay for this episode today for example no I'm I'm fine just now yeah but um, (laughs) as an example you know I've got that great relationship to say to my friend and business partner yeah. as openly and honestly as I can. But no, I, I don't think, you know, take industry minds out of the equation. I don't think I would be the person without Kathy. And I don't yeah. think industry minds would even exist without Kathy. Absolutely. It's really weird you asked that because we were we were saying that last night because so Scarlett has loads of amazing ideas for industry minds. And I I'm just like <laughs> a ven- I'm it's... an idea vending machine, right? <laughs> and got... someone is putting loads of loads of pounds into me yeah. and I'm just going to Kathy, boo, 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 twix, 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 bounty, 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 and shooting out chocolate at her, and um, she's trying to catch and the like, idea. Okay, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. Maybe we'll, that'll need to wait till twenty twenty. Maybe we'll do this. But, but it wouldn't. But it wouldn't be the same thing. Like I said to Scarlett, I was like, look, if we'd both started this together, and then you weren't doing it anymore, Industry Minds would probably just still be a podcast. Like that would be it. It wouldn't. Yeah. Like we wouldn't have. Like Scarlett has the most incredible ideas, and I can't wait to put out like the twenty twenty program because she is just like she's on it. She's on it. But like, no, it wouldn't be what it is without without either of us but exactly the same like I wouldn't be I think it's really strange to find a friend when you're in your like kind of mid-twenties that you get so close to Um, and especially because like me and Scarlett are are quite opposite like very opposite we're really different but I sent Kathy my um kind of high school photos (laughs) and I was like so to put the image out there I was you know that one that went five shades dark on the foundation (laughs) and really bleach blonde hair and a lovely comb over oh my god yes it was I was I was stunning I thought I was stunning you know I was you know going to the the think it was called uh, boho unders it was a club in Glasgow unders yeah you had a little like a non-alcoholic drink and Kathy sends me photos of her in her private school (laughs) outfit you know at her dance when she's what like 14 v's me who's like hitting the town of boho wonders so very opposite opposite attraction i did go out i did i did have some fun but yeah she did have fun i did have fun (laughs) but But, um reserved fun (laughs) actually actually no i had that fake id fun that was fun oh yeah Yeah. girl no but it was um yeah like we, we we grew up on like opposite sides of scotland obviously we sound very different we look completely the opposite we're like little and large like blonde and brunette do you know what I mean and but it's just I think it's really interesting because I think that because we have such different qualities we do complement each other you so do I was just about to say that you and I think that's the thing though you have influences from people people's personalities like Mm. I think I'm probably more on Scarlett's side and I need people to kind of rein me in a little bit (laughs) and that you need that and I think that's that's something with this whole well creative and yoga for creatives thing like you do sometimes feel like you want a bit of help here and there and mm-hmm. and I mean you guys know Nadia Kramer yeah. and yeah. she's done an episode with me about yoga we did a yoga episode Amazing. together and she really wants to be involved in yoga for creatives and she approached me a long time ago um to talk about it and I was saying to Dan in the other episode as well that about the pairing of people and and actually I know that me and her will work on stuff in the future and Mm -hmm. 
And it's just like even you, Scarlett, when we were talking about the drama school episode and um, yeah. that I was going to be doing, and you just sent me a little message saying, "Here's what we've learned. Here's this, this." And it just what I could have done is I could have gone, "Cool, thanks," and ignored what you said. Yeah. But actually, if you allow other people to influence you and if you listen to yeah. other people, mm. you can yeah. just get such a different perspective on things. And I think that's why it's so nice that you two are so different. Yeah. Because it's Absolutely. different perspectives, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think, Absolutely. you know, you know, obviously me and Kathy initially bonded over mental health, yeah. you know, our own personal mental health. And I think, you know, it's so refreshing to have someone like Kathy who has got this presence mm. of calm and, you know, who will listen and quite a lot of my friends are like me and like like <laughs> go 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 and you know it's that when we're together it's like fire 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 whereas I know that I can go to Kathy and be like right I can relax I don't need to yeah. n- not that like to feel that I need to be like that because I'll be you know if I'm if I'm not feeling 100% well, yeah. I'll be like that with anyone but I think it's nice just to yeah. be in someone's presence who has that energy mm-hmm. if that makes yeah, and sense when, and I feel safe and when you can just Aww, be you <laughs> that's really yeah. lovely and that's the thing when you can just be yourself with someone mm-hmm. and they just get you and yeah on your way absolutely. Of yeah. yeah absolutely and I, f- I feel like over the sort of last couple of years at School of Rock and and through therapy I've just learned that I'm not going to be for everyone. I'm not going to get on with everyone like best friends. But actually, if I just am myself and I can be content with who I am, and you'll kind of draw those people towards you, Mm. you'll draw the right energy in. Yeah, absolutely. Could not agree more with what you just said. I think we should move into um, talking about how we look after ourselves. Yes. Um, As people, obviously... So I'm a yoga teacher and personal trainer. So as a yoga teacher and a personal trainer, you get people coming to you for very specific reasons. So every yoga class that I teach, everyone is there with their own reason for being in that class, whether it just be someone's told them to be there because yeah. they go, you know, yoga would be good for you, whether they've got a bad knee, whether they think are oh, very spiritual people and want to honor yoga's roots. Like you've got all these different spectrums and then with personal training very personal because Mm. they are actually coming to you and opening up to you whatever is going on with them what do they want from you and you've kind of got to get quite like close Mm. to people and I am someone that absorbs other people's energies and takes on board people's I was going to say woes. I don't really mean it mm. like that. Oh, woes, sorry. Woes. Um, <laughs> you know, this comes woes. up a lot. Yeah, we all say it. woes. 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 You know what I get? So when I go to gym box, I have to sign in with my initials and I say JP. Yes. Oh my God, every single time they're like, sorry. I'm like, oh, sorry, JP. J. Yeah, really? yeah, it's the same for you guys. I get that when I say my last name, right? So you know when you're shopping now and they're like, okay, what's yeah. your email address? Save paper. And I'm like, yes, advocate for that. And I'm like, <laughs> scarlet.maltman. And like, you spell that. And I'm like, M-A-L-T. Yeah, yeah. And they put M-E for Elvis. And I'm like, no, A. And they're like, yes, E. And yeah. I'm like, no, A for Apple. No, you have to actually go 
A. A. <laughs> A. It is so exhausting. I know. I need to go in and just be like J P. But JP. also, that's my accent. Just be like Jessica. No, Parker people just people just need to deal with our accents better because they're not going away. Like, no, they ain't going away. Do I don't I mean? want to get rid of it. Sorry. Keep it. And I, I find your accent really warm, actually. Thank I you. Do. You yeah, too. It's really yeah. lovely. Where are you from again? Durham. Yeah, oh, that's it's gorgeous. Durham. It's a little bit more subtle than I the old Geordie. It's so lovely. <laughs> so lovely to the Aww, ear. Thank yeah. you. I love, I love it. Every time I listen back, I think it's a bit harsh, but that's no, so no, kind no, of you. No. Anyway, I don't know what I was talking about. I was talking about uh, um, looking after our own yeah, mental yeah. health. And so what I was kind of saying is that I'm absorbing other people's energies. And I, and I think that is partly why I'm good at what I do, because mm. I relate to people and, yeah. and I try and give myself to them as much as absorbing what they are giving me however that means that sometimes I cannot switch off Mm -hmm. um and my partner actually recently has been quite Jess you need to stop doing your emails now or you need to stop doing this because if something pops up on my phone I feel like I have to reply to it immediately and Mm. I actually need to put something into into place for myself especially since leaving School of Rock I felt like I was in a proper routine Mm -hmm. and I was kind of you know really knew how to look after myself whereas as soon as I've come out because I'm trying to make money I'm not getting paid weekly anymore Mm. you know I actually still haven't been paid so I'm like really struggling at the minute for money because it's now monthly Mm -hmm. and I'm waiting for that big chunk to come from gym boxing my clients are keeping me afloat at the minute thank you clients (laughs) um but it's that thing of you feel like you can't switch off because you're like gotta earn this money yeah gotta eat gotta pay my mortgage Mortgage. Mortgage. <laughs> Thank Rangers you, Beautiful. Oh, so nice. Thank gorgeous. You. Thank you so it's much. It's Pinterest gold, one would say. <laughs> Thank you. We just got a carpet and it's the best thing oh ever. God, I'll show you a letter oh God, in the bedroom. It's so soft. Oh my God, it's so soft. It's one of those things where you just appreciate it so much. It's a mindful thing. Oh I put God. my feet in it and I'm like, Ooh. Oh, oh, I need to go and like put my palm in it after. I'll let you go in afterwards. We'll yes. have a mindful moment. <laughs> Uh, yeah so I just wonder how you guys kind of feel about that and I do know that that's something I need to work on and actually coming on to therapy later that is one of the reasons I did go to therapy in the first place so yeah I'd love to kind of hear what you guys think of that and how you look after yourselves yeah I think I'm probably quite similar to you in terms that's why I went to therapy as well Mm. um this year because, um, I mean, and I like to stay busy. I've always been a person, you know, when I was younger, I was the kid that, that went to the guitar lessons and went to Highland dancing, then done a bit of tap and then went to mass help because I'm dyscalcic. I'm always used to doing quite a lot. So I think that's just kind of in my nature to do so. But it, it did get to a point um, earlier on this year, I was doing like four muggle jobs I was nannying I was teaching I was working the gym I was what else was I doing I was doing another job I can't even remember um and yeah it got to a point I was like I'm literally in my living room till 2 a.m in the morning planning and doing stuff and I'm really struggling to switch off and that is yeah and I can feel myself burning out it's affecting my relationship you know I don't have time to spend time with friends Mm -hmm. so yeah and and for me it was just all about gradually cutting back and putting in little things daily like okay so as soon as it hits 7 p.m we're not going to talk about industry minds my phone goes off and I'm going to have a bath and watch some shit tv on Netflix or whatever Mm -hmm. with my partner so I started kind of putting those tiny little changes in place 
Um, and you know, I, I still go quite hard. I was recently affected because I got a lovely little filming job, but was still working my muggle jobs, was still teaching, was still doing production work, was still doing industry. Yeah, you were mad. Production work. Huh? Oh yeah, production, is, production yeah. assistant, that was the other oh, job. Um, and you know, I wasn't in a place where I could go, right, I can, I can, you know, when I get in from filming, I'm going to sit and turn off my phone because I was getting in really late and then I was mm-hmm. up again at 4am for to get into costume and whatnot. So, so that was a challenge, but I think I, I could see the end was in sight for yeah. this little job and I knew the rest that were going to happen. And I'm very much, again, kind of like you, an energy-based person. So if I feel one day I want to go to Ashley Nottingham's dance class, I will go and do that because I know that's the best thing for me. But then one week, the best thing for my mental health might be just getting an early night and going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in terms of physical and mental health, for me, it's 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 kind of all about that balance. And I, I don't have it right. I, sometimes I do burn out, but yeah. when I, I, I never burn out to the point where I'm unwell. I burn out and I go, okay, Sunday will be you my day You feel the off. signs. Or, yeah. Yeah. That, that's the thing, identifying it, isn't it? Identify, As in going, yeah. okay, things are getting a bit yeah. out of hand now. Yeah, and I, and I think for me, that's that's a really healthy thing because before I wasn't even... Yeah. You didn't know. ...acknowledging that I was burning out. I was just go, go, mm-hmm. go. Whereas now I'll be... Like what I said to Kathy the other day, I said... Uh, am I different? Am I am I burning out? And she was like, "Yeah, but I'm glad you've got yeah. the next three days off." Type yeah, thing. Yeah, I was I was like, "You're not at like crisis point yet." But if you hadn't taken a day off, like you said to me that day, you were like, "Because we were just planning like interviews and stuff and what we were gonna do," and we were like, "Okay, we'll do one on Monday. We're seeing Jess on Tuesday." And then you were like, "I'm taking Wednesday off." I was like, "Good." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank like, God. It's time. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. And what about you, Kathy? Like, how do you feel about like looking after yourself? as someone that is in the profession of looking after other people's mental health well interestingly we were chatting about this last night as well it's like you're on our wavelength um about we had a lot of conversations we did yeah (laughs) had a lot of gifts go back and forth (laughs) just talking in gifts um but yeah we were just talking about because obviously a lot of people reach out to us like a lot a lot and we've always said we're not medical professionals we're not and we will always signpost people in the right direction we've both had um people that we know personally reach out to us and it you can only signpost people in the right direction and it's really difficult to not take on those burdens like the only thing you can do is listen Mm -hmm. um sometimes it's advice for someone else and in that case you just go okay here's the signposting kind of thing but like maybe listen to them kind of thing but if if people are like like i had a friend reach out to me the other week and um they were just like i i'm feeling awful at the moment i really i really need to like talk to someone or something and I was just like right okay we're going for dinner and then I was like right just talk to me that's fine and we talked and then they were absolutely fine afterwards I mean still obviously struggling still needing a little bit of help but just like me sitting there and listening it wasn't me taking on everything I just went like let's have dinner and let's just sit and yeah and that's your friend and that's yeah yeah Yeah. I think you do have to be careful especially in this industry when things are at a thousand miles an hour and Mm. you're doing loads of things to make sure that you look after yourself it's kind of like having this like conscientious side of you that is obviously there for your friends as well and obviously if anything was ever like in a crisis point of course you would be there 100% but you have to be able to take a step back from things sometimes and be like okay let's chat about this now now I need to focus on my mental health because if I'm focusing on everyone else's mental health it's not gonna you, you know it's, it's not well, you're not going to be any use either yeah. is it like yeah. you're not you're actually not going to give the best of yourself to someone if you are you're splitting not. yourself up into so many little yeah yeah um I think that this is really interesting and I think what I've just kind of taken from that chat was 
what you said about getting to know the signs Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. getting to know yourself what when can you tell that you're burning out I mean I know for me I'll start to just get a little bit irritable yeah my (laughs) mind does my mind does this thing when I'm craving meditation because I, I wish that I was strong enough to meditate every single day. I mean, I really do try, but life gets in the way. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've done a whole meditation course. I did a meditation course in Bali where I was there meditating every day for, you know, hours Amazing. at a time. Mm-hmm. And you dedicate yourself to come home <laughs> and do it when you get home. And then life just... That's pressure, though. You know, yeah, I know. It pressure. is pressure. Yeah, I know it's pressure. But you kind of feel the benefits. So you think, I, I, I'm going to do it because... If, you know, and the, and I did after that course. I did for a long time, and then things change, and yeah. you know, it's it's really hard. But I find this thing in my mind. I used to call it when I kind of went through a bit of depression. I used to call it grey clouds. Mm. They're not sort of grey anymore, but it's kind of that fuzzy in your head where mm. you're like, okay, I need to breathe, mm. and I need to take that time. And I think it is just that's just one sign. But I, I have a bad right hip sometimes, and I me too. Yeah, and um, I know that I know how to manage it and it's something that is never going to go away because of what it is, but it will flare up slightly if I am tired. Yeah. Because otherwise, other, other than that, it doesn't, you know? And yeah. when I'm pushing myself a bit, it's like little things like that, listening yeah, to your body. Yeah, you got to listen. I, like I said earlier, I've got dyscalcia really, really badly. And I always know I'm burning out because my thoughts are just jumbled and I can't, I really can't think clearly, even it, although it's with numbers, it does kind of come into reading and it'll always take me that little bit extra that little bit extra longer. Did that make sense? Little yeah. bit extra longer. I liked it. Little bit extra longer. Little bit longer to read the message. And then for me, that's a sign. And it's, Kathy will probably know because I'll do everything via voice message. And if I voice message and after yeah. I'll play it back and I go, I did not make any sense in that voice message. I am burning out. I think yeah. it's really interesting because mm. um, ev- everyone is different. This is the thing. Everyone yeah. is yeah. different and everyone will have things to boost their mental health like not therapy's not for everybody meditation's not for everybody and it's you know it's all these little things that work for you you. the same with kind of trigger points and you know realizing that you're exhausted or burning out and they change over time like if i look back on when i was younger and it's probably again it's a thing with age but when i look back on when i was younger and when i would know that i was down it's so different to what i know now and and my body now reacts that we were supposed to have an episode in this series i think i've mentioned mentioned it in a couple of other episodes but I think it's going to be in series two now about emotional manifesting into the physical Mm -hmm. and I have struggled with that myself I struggled with it really badly at the beginning of this year I developed tinnitus and I yeah and um oh my god did I speak about that with you guys and IBS and those two things which I will expand on more when I do the episode at some point but those two things, I obviously thought immediately, like, let's get to the doctor. Let's change my mm-hmm. diet for the IBS thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't mm-hmm. any of those things. It was anxiety-driven mm-hmm. and stress-driven. Yeah. And that, for me, just... You know, that's never happened before. But I also put that down to a positive that I am much more aware of myself now, much more bodily aware, mentally aware. And and even though that's annoying (laughs) that I'm getting those things, but it's... It's it's, adapting. And it's your body saying, please calm down. 
please do or, or just a little red alert going do something different yeah, absolutely. you know absolutely so let's move away from all of that and <laughs> let's go on to therapy yes. so um what i'd love to chat about firstly is your therapy service that you have through industry minds with mary yes, yes. Mary Birch. b-e-m <laughs> what does that stand for British a British, yeah, she she got she she got awarded a medal for her services wow. through counselling. Mm-hmm. It's all volun- voluntary, but she was like, put the B A M at the end of my name. <laughs> well, she's got it. I was like, Do you know what? If you were in, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. If you were an OBE or a CBE, you put it. It's as well. there. So in, my partner proposed to me um, with ATCL at the end of my name because <laughs> I got an ATCL diploma in musical oh theatre when I was Fun. eighteen. I want that. <laughs> Anyway, well, we could get a thing at RAM where you get the LRAM. I never mm. finished it. Oops. Uh, it was a lot of extra work. Yeah. It was already the craziest year ever. And yeah. then I was like, yeah, I'll do this LRAM thing. Maybe no. one. But, you know, that means I can't put LRAM before my name, I think it is. Actually. Uh, I think it's... Is it before? Mi- I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Tweet but, us and let us know if you know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, so tell us how that came about. How did you meet Mary and why did you sort of think about putting this therapy together for people? Yeah, so I think it was Feb, was it Feb? No, it, no, it was Christmas time Christmas. last year. Yeah. And um, there was a horrendous suicide in the arts on a cruise ship. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and for some I don't, I, I didn't know the person, but for some reason it, it really, really affected me. And I think because we, we don't, we, you know, we just kind of, got finding our feet with the podcast and you know I kind of reached out to Kathy and I was like we need to do more we need to do more so yeah and then we just kind of came up with this idea of doing the therapy sessions and running a free phone service and Skype service accessible for anyone so you know Mm -hmm. the, the real issue is you know if you're say I'm in London just now going to therapy and if I go away on a cruise ship or tour I lose access to my therapy. Whereas this is a service where you can Skype in from a ship or you can call, or if you're on tour, which many clients do, and you can maintain that relationship with your counsellor that you've built up over a period of time. Or if you physically are just working so much that you need to phone in on a lunch break, then you can, Mm -hmm. and it's free because therapy is very expensive, especially in London. Um, So that was was kind of, that was it. And, you know, we, we set it up and it, and became quite popular we got the words out there um and it's been running since february february of this year and yeah it's yeah it's it's been really really kind of it really cemented kind of what industry minds was to me because the podcast is great and podcasts do help people podcasts help me but you know there's if you really want to change things you have to go to therapy mm. and the feedback that we get from Mary and you know from from people yeah. that have accessed the service is is just it's very humbling isn't it's it it's very humbling to and know it, that it they've been helped yeah, yeah. and yeah. just bringing it back to you know the reason like that I said earlier about industry minds it was born out of a place of loneliness and and not a very good mental health state and to actively know that we're helping people yeah in that way it just you know there, there are there are no words and I think it's something that 
the industry has to do more of. It's a perfect mm-hmm. perfect example that therapy helps and yeah. it's a perfect example that creatives need it. You know, not just actors, that's producers, that's yeah. casting directors yeah. and all these people use the service. But Mary's just one person, you know, we need more. Yeah. Um, I know we're, we're in the process of developing that for um start of 2020, but, you know, there's there's huge bridges to be built in this industry and I think if every single person in this industry had access to free counselling, I'd be very interested to see what that difference makes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to share um, our voicemail for today, which yeah. is Ooh. Emily Carew-Jeffries. And okay. she is someone who has benefited from this counselling service that you guys have managed to provide through Industry Minds. So I just wanted to kind of hear her take on therapy and yeah, let's hear her. Hi, Jess, Kathy, and Scarlett. Um, so I think the biggest thing for me in terms of mental and physical health as a freelancer has definitely always been switching off. I find it really tricky to either say no or to go, I'm done for the day or I'm going to have a day off. I just feel really guilty. And I think part of that has been, is always to do with the fear of what if I'm missing out on an opportunity. Um, but also about letting people down and feeling like you have something to prove. I think it's... I think it's harder when you don't have those set hours. It's harder to know when is enough, when you've done enough. And so having to build your own boundaries of actually this is what I've achieved and that's good enough for today. And now I can rest and be kind to myself, which I think also kind of ties into the thing that I've got most out of therapy. Um, I think for me, because I'm quite a like self-reflective person, I've always been quite good at it. But there are certain things that obviously you can't, it's impossible to do on your own and to work through on your own. And allow giving yourself permission to have a 50 minute session every week where you can delve into whatever it is that either has just been affecting you that week or something that is a bigger issue that for me, when I first started therapy, um, most recently, it was because I was conscious of something my work being affected, my professional relationship with people being affected by something that I had no idea where it was coming from. And I was so, I didn't, I knew it was going to get more and more frustrating if I didn't figure it out. And obviously what happens is that you figure out it's something totally different to what you ever thought it was going to be. But just giving yourself permission to take that stock and like reflect on stuff with someone who has nothing to do with the rest of your life is amazing and i think it's one of the most important things that people can do especially as artists because it's really difficult to distance ourselves from our own work so much of ourselves goes into it and we don't have structure it's really hard to feel empowered in certain ways and so having that time to talk that through because it's okay and it's very often that people don't feel good or don't feel like they're being treated the way they want or getting what they think they deserve and having that sort of outlet I think is a super super useful thing could relate to so much yeah Yeah. and the one thing that pops for me is that is that thing of therapists having nothing to do with your life like it's almost kind of weird like when I first started going there you sort of you want to ask how they are. You want to be like, yeah, how was yeah. your day? Mm-hmm. But you know, most therapists, I think, are mm-hmm. just like, no, no, like, 
yeah. you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's nothing you. about them. I totally get that. My my therapist, her um, office is just basically a little room um, with like a couple of chairs in it, and it is it is nice. It's nice and warm. She's got like a little heater on in there, oh, and um, I would always go in. I'd be like, "Hiya, how are you?" And she'd be like, "Good." She'd mm-hmm. kind of like smile at me, and I'd be like, "This would be really yeah. awkward for my therapist, but this is really strange." Mm-hmm. And then like. I think I was going on holiday or something. I was like, are you doing anything over Easter? And she was like, yeah, I'm going away. It'll be really nice. <laughs> and then in my head, I'm like, where? But I'm like, I can't really ask it. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you know, not having anything to do with your life. And I think that is so important because as as a friend, say Kathy was to come to me and I can advise her, but that is from a personal point of view and what I think will be best for Kathy mm-hmm. through my eyes. But a therapist doesn't know Kathy's boyfriend, doesn't know Kathy's family, doesn't know anything about Kathy's life. Sorry, Kathy, I'm using you as That's a all right. strong example. Because I'm right here. And, <laughs> and you know, and they will genuinely give you what they see through their eyes, their professional opinion. And they, they can non-biased. Non-biased. And I think that is so important. You know, when mm-hmm. I went to therapy, there was things that my friends had advised me of that I was like, yeah, like, my friends were right, my friends were right. But then my therapist said something that was... I'd, I'd never heard that before. And actually, mm, yeah. that was the right avenue to take. And I think yeah. from that point of view, it is so important. And that's why I think go to therapy and have having friends to talk to is great and having family and loved ones is fantastic and you need that. Yeah. But if you are not even at crisis point, if you, if you know that you're struggling, you need a helping hand with something the best person that is going to give you the best advice is a professional. There's someone where you're not going to censor yourself as well because no matter who you are with, friendship-wise, family-wise, you are always censoring yourself slightly. And, you know, uh, some of the things I said in therapy, my gosh, like, Mm -hmm. I just, like, built my heart and said everything. And also stuff that, not that would hurt anyone else, but that would hurt me. Things that if I said them or admitted them to my partner mm. or to my mom or whoever yeah. that I would feel like a bad person for saying those things yeah, yeah. Um, and being able to say it or admit it like say I think this is a big flaw of mine and it's something I've never spoken about or whatever mm, yeah it, it's just I I therapy changed my life and yeah. I I find it quite sad that right now I would love to go back but funding wise right now just isn't gonna get me there mm. but I specifically went when I felt like, okay, I need this. And mm-hmm. for our listeners, the like I mentioned before, the thing that, <clears throat> sorry, the thing that sparked me going was the fact I could not switch off. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what? Why don't I, why did, I can't remember what made me go, right, let's look for someone. I think it might have been one of my best friends because she's been going to therapy for a very long time and just hearing her speak about it, I think that was what inspired me to do it. Yeah. And I found this person on Psychology Today, which is a good website, <laughs> yeah. because you can kind of choose which options might work for you and then it brings up a list mm-hmm. of people. And I contacted a diverse range of people and then I went with the person that got back to me and yeah. had availability, you know? And she really helped me even though sometimes I would go so frustrated and think mm. this is pointless she's not going to help me yeah. what, some, sometimes a whole session sometimes you would feel like Absolutely. you wasted yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think that's such an important point as well because you have to be ready to get help you know therapy isn't a quick fix as we yeah, all know yeah, yeah. therapy is hard and sometimes you will go into that room and you'll be faced with challenges that 
you might not want to face but you have to in order to get through to the the other side and see the changes and I think you know for me especially that was a huge learning curve you know I went to therapy for one thing quite similar to you and then was like oh fuck this has crept Mm. up and this has crept up great now I need to talk about them Mm. and I think there was um there was one week actually that I I didn't go to therapy because I didn't want to talk about it and you have to yeah you, mm-hmm. you have to but it's so exhausting though isn't it like it is, and when you is. know you're gonna have to feel like that again because sometimes i would leave and genuinely feel as if my brain had been a little bit broken mm-hmm. and then you almost have to but you do end up rebuilding yeah. it well i think it's a bit like physical health you know you you know you have to do this 10k for example and you're going to be in bits tomorrow but in the long run you're going to have better health and you're going to yeah. feel better and you're going to feel healthier and be healthier yeah. and I or think fixing a muscle fixing yeah. yeah like you know yeah my hip I knew exactly. that I needed to strengthen my bum muscles in order to support it yeah. so it like my mind how do I fix my mind as in yeah. you know fix is, a, is probably the wrong word because there's nothing wrong with us there's nothing yeah. like but mm. as in how do I just help, o- help it and overcome yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. and it, it is it's, it's working through for the for the long run and you know we, we speak about this quite openly as well you know you you were never told how to how to live yeah you're you're never told how to deal with the things in your brain you're just not we're told how to read write skip jump walk everything Mm -hmm. but you're not told how to deal with this huge part of your brain how to be a human and that is why therapy is so fantastic but it is you know it is so elite in the terms of yeah. it's so expensive mine yeah. was 60 pounds which i thought Come was to all right well get then, it yeah. for free girl well i remember though my i approached my friends um, not the actual therapist because i thought that would be a bit weird but approaching <laughs> that yeah hey i'm in after you <laughs> <laughs> um i approached that like whatever it was the company or whoever mm. and they were 120 pounds a session and when i found this lady and she said she was 60 I thought, okay, that's actually all right. And one of my other friends managed to find someone for 40. But, it, you know, but I was quite chuffed that I managed to find someone that I really related to quite quickly. And actually, I shared, I'm quite open on social media. And I shared that I was going to therapy and that I'd been and whatever. Mm-hmm. And a guy who was a quite a big fan of the show, um, he contacted me and, and sort of spoke about should he go to therapy and whatever and obviously I, I said I'm not sure I'm, I'm just giving you my yeah, experience that this and he actually sent me a little message and he said um thank you so much for encouraging me to start therapy so this is he only sent this to me like a, a couple of weeks ago Amazing. um it wasn't an easy step and I was very nervous about it but it was genuinely the best decision I've ever made I've already been able to learn so much about me and how to be kinder to myself even though I found it hard to open up at first, it has gotten so much easier easier, and it is so nice to have a safe space where you can say whatever you want and however you feel without being judged. Therapy really has improved the quality of my life more than you know. Thank you. And obviously, like, he's thanking me as if I did something. Like, but, and that's really kind, but he did that. He, yeah, he yeah. Had, had watched my video and obviously thought, okay, maybe I can go then. And, and then he's gone and it's really helped him and yeah i just it's weird as well isn't it because the things you go for i mean i don't think i ever spoke about um what i actually went for 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all the little things that keep propping. Yeah, up. yeah. Absolutely. I didn't. I didn't have a reason to go. I the reason that I started therapy is because we did an interview with uh, Layla Zadie in series one, and she mm. said that she had some counselling, and I was like, oh, I'm not feeling too great. I think that's what I need as well. And then obviously my mum and my brother. But I think that's so that. interesting because I actually went just from Kathy speaking yeah. about how successful her therapy was for her. Oh really? I think yeah. I think it's interesting. It's like the word gets out. Mm-hmm. Had had you not have posted that that person might not have went had yeah. Kat, had Layla not yeah. spoke about it on our podcast you probably yeah, not, exactly. might not have went had you not yeah. and, it's, and it, this is this is what it is it's just having an open dialogue mm-hmm. but on the flip side of that um since we are talking about therapy you know there are therapists out there that don't do their job they don't mm-hmm. and you know we we do get some emails um to myself and Kathy stating that they've, ha- they've had a negative experience bef- before mm-hmm. um, and then praising Mary and I think right. um, and I think it is you know it is finding the therapist for you not yeah. not everyone is going to be right like we said before mm-hmm. you know therapy might not be for you but a mindset coach might be for example yeah. and I think it's again relating it back to physical it's like going to the gym the gym might not be for you but running outdoors might mm-hmm. be and I think yes. it's all about just finding yeah like yoga right for you. The, the, doing a yoga class is, is not for everyone my partner is not into yoga he just hasn't ever been but he he loves going to the gym he loves running yeah. on the treadmill he yeah. loves going and just being there he loves pumping his chest muscles even though I tell him he needs to do something else <laughs> Sorry, babe. I love um, it. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. that thing, the feeling of whatever yeah. helps you. And I mean, hats off to these people that it doesn't work out the first time with therapy and they go back. Because, like, it's... the thought of me now going to another person and having to open up again when I've made, like, semi strides mm-hmm. with someone else, it, it's such. I mean, I am really impressed with people that do go to someone else after maybe having a negative experience or maybe that therapist suddenly can't be with them anymore or whatever because I think it's like it's a tough step and but I would still encourage everyone to try it it's hard but then I think it's the it's the payoff that you want at the end and if you really do want to overcome what you're struggling with it's you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to fix it by not dealing with it I think it's a mix of things between you know, having that open dialogue mm-hmm. to be like, oh, so tell me about your counsellor. Yeah, they sound right for me. It's having mm-hmm. that open dialogue about therapists in yeah. the first place. It's number two, not getting to crisis point so that you're in a position to go, they went for me, but I'm, I'm still in a position to go to someone yeah. else. Because yeah. if I were in crisis point when I went to a therapist and I had a negative experience, Probably I would not go to You wouldn't yeah, go yeah, back. Yeah, you're um, right. And I, th- I think it is just that kind of what is it it's it's, it's understanding therapy and yeah. and the, the third one to that is you know that you have to talk you cannot sit there and and not talk about things because of course you're not going to get through anything you're not going to get the mm-hmm. benefits that you want um so I mean that that's just me that is just my personal kind of views on therapy but I think yeah understanding being able to talk and getting therapy whenever you feel you yeah. deserve to be in a safe space to talk to someone if you you know like 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 us I feel like we were in kind of similar positions when we went to therapy I wasn't in crisis point I just felt I was burning out and I think yeah like Kathy said you didn't really have a reason but you I just knew that I wasn't well you just knew that you were I wasn't well and it I mean it was a it was a couple of little things that I knew I needed to chat about but by, by the time we got to the kind of the end of it I literally didn't realize and it actually culminated in me taking a break from the industry right um because I was like 
that is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and, and I, it's not making me happy. It was glowing. Yeah. Wow. The day that I decided. It was amazing. Yeah. Like I had so many people. Uh, who, who did I see the other day? Um, someone I saw the other day was like, you literally are like a different person. And in my head, I'm no different. But they were just like, you're so much calmer. You're there's just like this kind of like weird like not like weird thing but it was like kind of like almost like a piece mm. about you that wasn't there before like you're well, not you're so calm you're like a sloth but a sloth is my spirit animal and I've always said <laughs> this I love sloths I love, love a sloth I've love got sloth. a friend in um, School of Rock who hates no. sloths has she watched who are they I never want you? to meet them no, she like she hates can't them. stand them no. honestly she gets really upset if you show her a picture like really wow. yeah please never introduce her to me because <laughs> i love sloths okay i challenge that person to watch baby sloths getting bathed on youtube i'm gonna watch that after this please why don't we it. go and sit on my carpet yes, and watch these videos that <laughs> honestly like it's exactly that little things that make little you things. happy exactly. <laughs> so as we wrap up i just want to sort of touch on the impact of all this work and the change in this industry and the change in generally in life that is coming with people being more open, mm. people talking about things a lot more on social media to their family, to whoever, and the impact on the next generations. Because mm. when I was in School of Rock, I obviously worked with a big bunch of children. Yeah. And for, um, I think it was last year when it was mental health awareness day Mm -hmm. of can't remember what day it was but we did like a group meditation session and they live streamed it on facebook and stuff and and because i used to do yoga on the stage every day the kids would come in and see me doing it and some of them Mm -hmm. obviously couldn't give a shit and (laughs) others would come up and be like oh my gosh yoga and some of them would actually say i i practice yoga like i do meditation that's so cute and you know i don't know whether they actually did but they some of them did actually do it at school and being able to talk to them about that stuff and when we did that meditation having them some of them already do it at school Mm -hmm. some of them who hadn't but came to me after and said wow I'm so relaxed and it's things like that that are going to impact on their lives I mean these kids especially they're thrown into this new competitive world thrown onto stage in front of people and Mm. some of them then go straight off and go to Sylvia Young's or whatever you know and I think that this work is impacting so much and I think I just want to say thank you to you girls for what you do for our industry and you know these graduates that are coming out into this world Mm. I mean god I wish there'd been something like that when I was struggling when I was 18 and yeah obviously I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't struggled Mm. but you know you do kind of think this support is necessary and I'm so glad I found yoga for myself as well and that I'm able to share that with others yeah Yeah, I think you know that's why we're doing it right Mm -hmm. it's it's not for us you know I'm I have my issues and they'll always be there and I'll deal with it but what we can do is help the people below us and you know that's why we set up the podcast so people would never feel alone would never feel like what me and Kathy yeah. did and mm. um, you know that's why you're doing what you do mm. so people can be inspired through something that you found helped you and you know that's why we're doing it and as a result of that you know drama schools are listening you know kids are going wow that's amazing teach yeah. me and yeah. it's having a positive effect and it's interesting because um earlier today I got I got a message about how do we change the people above us in the industry and I think 
don't let's not even waste our energy with the people above us what we is it's going from here because mm. the generation we are the ones that are going to be the next producers the next casting directors yeah. Yeah. and we are the ones that are going to change it yeah. for everyone else so i think in terms of how do we change it from the top going down we are the top we are the yeah. top we are mm. the ones that are going to change it and i think yeah and i think i think that's the best kind of visual thing to focus on yeah. is the younger generation and making it open and it's a conversation that is as important and necessary as what you're having for lunch and i think yeah yeah and i think from like a younger generation point of view like even going back into schools like not even like in the arts i never had mental health mentioned when i was in school i only left um sixth year in 2011 so it was like what eight eight and a half years ago and that is quite a long time but mental health was never mentioned the entire time I was at school yeah. we had guidance we had guidance teachers and we'd have a meeting with them and it was basically like a mini therapy session with a person who well for me it was because like usually like my dad was having some kind of treatment or whatever or things weren't good or they were okay and it wasn't like a, a professional like therapy session but they would always like just check in on you kind of thing but the words mental health were never mentioned whereas now kids like they do mental health awareness week like you're saying they do meditation they do mindfulness in schools it's just about generally looking after yourself better and looking after your mental health as much as your physical health and that can yeah. only have a positive effect going forward it's like I don't really know how to describe it in a way that isn't like really really wordy but the more you put into things at a grassroots level before things reach a point where you're having to call the Samaritans or you're having to get like really like crisis help people start to recognize the signs as we said earlier and then it just makes more well-rounded more healthier individuals so that you don't have um i don't know like sick days for sick days for mental health because or or if you do they don't need to take as many because you're not working for five weeks when you know that you should have taken a few weeks off yeah to have like a little bit of a break because you can just say to your employer i'm really not feeling great today i just need mm. to take a day and then i'll be back for the weekend rather than working the whole way through and then having to take a whole week off because you've crashed like so i just think that like just making it making it just normal to talk about it normal to seek help for it normal to to chat about it with your friends and and to chat about it at school and at college will ultimately feed into the industry just a a slightly like just healthier happier people really like the arts as well they inspire not just this industry but they inspire every industry in the world yes you know through education through film and podcasts and I think if we're talking about it you know people in Scotland who work in desk jobs Mm -hmm. could be listening to this podcast and going Oh yeah, yeah and it's absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's why when I actually first started Yoga for Creatives, I didn't want to put yoga for performers because mm-hmm. actually everyone is creative. Every, everyone yeah. has creativity inside them. And um, what I was just looking up on my phone there was, um, I don't know whether you've seen um, on the tube at the minute. There's um, pictures of school children. children. Yeah. Yes. So that's oh, um, so amazing. I saw it on the news, and I just couldn't remember who's it was. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Yeah. So um, I need to go. Oh my god, it go. looks amazing. It's but incredible. what he said was, he said on the news when I was watching it. Um, just for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's um, so year three classes they've so taken cute. pictures of year three classes all over london and they've put them in this exhibition where is the exhibition uh, tape britain oh at the tape britain yeah. okay yeah i should go i want to go i want to go group but, trip but he said to me he said to me oh he said to you you met steve mr steve he uh, he said to me he, he oh my god so weird no um on the news he said the reason i'm doing this is to you know when these kids look on the 
wall and they see themselves, they feel like they matter. And I think it's making people feel they matter. And when you go to therapy and you talk to us, talk about you and and you work on you, you matter. You make yourself more content. And all this work, like you say, whether it be performers or not, with anyone that has creativity inside them, which is everyone, knowing that you matter. And in this day and age of social media, like we said, is a wonderful thing, but it also can make you feel small yeah. because of the influences we have out there. And I mean, even in the final episode of this series is about diversity and growth, and especially in this industry. And we were talking about seeing yourself and seeing role mm-hmm. models and mm-hmm. being made to feel like you are represented and I think it all comes into that feeling of contentness and feeling like you matter yeah for sure absolutely and feeling like you can be anything yes yeah that you are worthy yeah Yeah. Yeah. absolutely I think that's a nice way to end I think think so so yeah that's lovely guys um tell us where can our listeners find you I'm going to put it all in the notes but tell them about you guys first as well individually what you both up to at the minute at the moment so I'm working as a creative assistant at the piano works yes congratulations uh, thank you which is uh really good fun it's um nine to five which is weird but I do enjoy having my weekends now and money and money (laughs) getting that paycheck delightful November is a five-week month so not so sweet um (laughs) and then a couple of little creative projects on the side which is fun good for Um, you and then obviously um industry minds work as well yeah yeah at the moment, I'm enjoying being engaged Yay! to my fabulous are fiance. You, are you engaged? I don't know. Okay. Oh, this is, this is a massive. You know what? I've been staring at it throughout as well, and I haven't even mentioned it. It's beautiful. Thank Thank you. You. I'm so chuffed by your birth. So I'm the happiest little egg in the whole world. <laughs> Love is amazing. Love is great. It is. Um, so yeah, so that's a huge part of my life at the moment. Um, other than that, um, I am filming currently. Um, and then I'm doing a lovely little um, puppetry job around children's hospices this Christmas. Oh, so I delightful. start rehearsals for that on rehearsals. <laughs> I start rehearsals for that on Thursday. So I'm just having um, a couple days in between the kind of madness, madness of all those three. <laughs> oh, that yeah. sounds great. And of course, industry minds and of course, in absolute industry minds full, full swing, full mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely so full pedal. But we'll take a little break over December. Make sure you do for our own mental health. We said that last year, and then no, we are, we are. Are we actually gonna this year? Yep, I'm okay. giving my all to children and children. And you guys have inspired me to make sure that I do that as well, and, and actually maybe write myself a little plan of going yeah. right. When is my time off? And yes. if I'm, it, I have my one day off a week that is there, and make sure that that day I'm not. Absolutely doing anything and yeah I think it's really that, important that's why I've got a diary I highlight mm-hmm. everything so yeah. I can physically again everything's visual with yep. me so I can physically yes physically see and it does help so much yeah, yeah. and if, if you're someone listening yeah. who who is is kind of like us and has crazy diaries and can't put the diary like, I can't be like more than a meter away from my diary at the minute because yeah. I'm like ah. um, but if you are kind of like that I hope that this inspires you to make sure that you've got enough time carving out enough time yeah. for yourself and we're going to finish with the mindful music section, the mm, mindful music. And today Ooh. I have chosen the mindful music track, which is, um, so this girl, weirdly, I was thinking, how, who am I going to get for this final mindful music track? And someone just popped up onto my uh, Instagram saying, hey, please check out my new single. Honestly, I'm not even joking. Fate. 
fit. And this is Carrie Baxter. Now, Carrie is a fellow actress, performer, but she's also in the fitness industry. So that's how I met her. Super strong. She's a badass. Um, And she has a new single out called Lady. And you can find her on Instagram. I am Carrie Baxter. I'll put it in the notes. But please enjoy her single Lady. It's a lovely track. Enjoy it. And girls, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank Thank you you for for having having us. us. You're so welcome. Guys, enjoy. Lady. Found a man 